What's up, guys? Welcome to the She Just Got Real podcast, and today I have a special guest. Her name is Abby, and me and her actually work together on a few clients now. Um, she is a copywriter and a lover of so many different things, and I'm so excited for you to get to know her, to get to know a little bit about her story, how she really got into copywriting, and so many other fun things that I even learned myself. And it's going to be, it's just going to be such a great interview. So grab your favorite drink, find a cozy spot on the couch, or maybe you're washing dishes or driving down the road, or maybe you're working out, whatever you're doing, like take a moment and listen into this because you're not going to want to miss it. And I also wanted to add me and Wyatt will be doing an interview reflecting over a one year marriage Hopefully, recording it this week, (laughs) we've literally been, like, all over the place since we got back from our trip, so we haven't had, like, a moment just to sit down and record and talk over all of that, so just be on the lookout for a a podcast episode reflecting our one-year marriage. It's going to be coming soon, but other than that, let's go ahead and dive in. welcome to the podcast it is we've tried to schedule this a few times we have (laughs) and both of our (laughs) schedules are crazy um but I'm happy that we're finally here it's a Friday it's we're it's gonna be a great one I'm so excited thank you for being on yes thank you for having me on it's you know I hope that wherever you're listening whether that's in the carpool line picking up your kids from school or if you're on your walk or making your breakfast that you're encouraged today and that's honestly my hope and I know Tessa's hope as well mm, yes so good I love that I I'm a big, I'm like one of those people that listen to podcasts at the gym. And some people think I'm crazy. Like my sister, she's like a, like loud, fun music, like has to have that. And I'm like over here listening to a podcast and audiobook. She's like, you are crazy. I'm like, this is just who I am. Like, except me for who I am. But anyways, I'm just like a really productive person. So I love to be learning something while I'm also like working out or something. Like, I don't know. I just love to be productive. So I'm the same. Ha- we are kindred spirits in that. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Um, so as we dive in, Abby, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, all of the things. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, basically, I am a woman on mission, um, whether that has looked like me being a teacher for two years in public education. Um, I started as a business owner in network marketing, and I really felt like my mission was there. Just I really, in whatever season of life I'm in, I just believe that the Lord has me there for a reason and for a season. So that's looked a lot of different ways in the last five or so years. Um, but graduated from Texas A&M, met my husband there. Absolutely Aww. love the school. We have an Airbnb there as well right now. That's cool. um, and just absolutely love it. And we found ourselves in Fort Worth, Texas. 
my family is here. And so it's really nice that I get to be close to family, but Mm -hmm. started as a teacher for two years, taught the five-year-olds, taught the six-year-olds, you know, that was a wild time. (laughs) And, you know, I just am so thankful that my principal trusted me to lead those little kiddos because that's, those are the big years where they have to learn how to read and being right out of college and not really knowing how to teach kids how to read effectively. Mm. Um, That was a huge challenge, but so grateful that I had my time there. And then um, during teaching, I just really felt this tug on my heart to do something different, not because um, I was struggling. I was struggling as a teacher. It was just a lot to deal with, but Mm. my husband was a ICU nurse and he worked the night shift. So our very first year of marriage, I was going to the school, getting there at 630 in the morning. Tyler would get home from the hospital at seven in the morning, sleep all day. I would get home. He would wake up and he would go to work. And basically we saw each other for maybe two hours. And so during that season, obviously the first year of marriage is not like flowers and rainbows as everyone says it it is Mm -hmm. in my opinion um it was amazing but like we never saw each other and so Mm. I needed a way out and I needed a way to keep my family a priority and not let my career take hold of that because family is so important to me so that's how I got into network marketing and Mm. I felt like out of all of the options that was something that I could do while being a teacher. And that lit my soul on fire. I was like, this is possible. You know, I can, I can possibly leave teaching if I choose to. And that's what I did decide to do. We, and it was all organic. We moved into the city. And so I wasn't close to the school. So it was just an organic transition. So I Mm -hmm. left teaching and pursued network marketing and through that, I just, I really liked it. I loved the community. Yeah. I loved being on mission and also being a believer in network marketing and having like this deeper reason why you're there, you know, yeah. to support people and really love people mm-hmm. and their journey. And that's whenever I had the spark in my head of like, wait, like, do I have to be in network marketing to have a successful business? There's people that are website designers and people that are photographers, you know, could I do something like that possibly? And what could I do? And so that led me into copywriting and just the power of words and the power of storytelling. So that's basically my story and and where where I am now but yeah it's it's been a wild ride (laughs) I feel like entrepreneurship is almost like every single person I've ever met it's always a journey and that's what's really exciting about it is because really when you just allow God to push you and like shape you and get you out of your comfort zone because it is like entrepreneurship is a huge step of faith, in my opinion, even if yeah. so, for someone who's not a believer, like we as believers step out in faith that like God, we know that God's the ultimate provider of our lives. 
And I even think it's more riskier for non-believers to do it. I'm like, you're, you have all this faith in yourself. Like, that's a lot. That's kind of scary. <laughs> yeah, that, that is true. <laughs> um, but regardless, like, it is a huge, like, faith step. And so I love, like, how you kind of took us through that story because it really, and also, like, all of that ties into, like, I feel like what you do now because, like, you are, in a way, like, an educator, but you're also, yeah. like, you're a storyteller, you're a writer, uh, you're a business owner and like even probably your time in network marketing has pre- like prepared you for like what you're doing now. Yes. Um, so that's really, really cool. I actually kind of do a little bit in network marketing currently, cool. like dibble my little feet in there when I have time basically. Yeah. <laughs> but I do love it though, because there is like a really cool opportunity there for people who are one really wanting to transition out of, um, maybe a full-time job or like have the flexibility, um, but yeah. also not have to, they're marketing like someone else's product. I feel like personally, it's harder sometimes to market your own um, and to market yourself. Like, I feel like I've struggled with that throughout the years. It's really easy to be like, look at this product. This is so awesome. And then I'm like, hi, it's me. Um, I, this is what I do. And like, anyways, but I don't know if you've ever struggled with that. Yeah, um, that's really interesting that you say that because I feel the exact opposite. Like mm-hmm. I felt like I was kind of constricted to the company's like marketing strategy and mm-hmm. the company's like yeah. projections of like where yeah. they wanted to be that there were some things that I didn't necessarily agree with 100% and that's right. going to you're going to find that anywhere. Yeah. Um But I just felt like I had been under like the eyes of like leadership my whole life that Mm -hmm. I wanted to be able to do my own thing. Yeah. Um, But I will say like selling in general can be really scary, Mm -hmm. but I immediately invested in what's called guide culture. And if you're not um, familiar with it, it is a sales and communication training led by Macy and Kat. And what you're going to, if you do it, what you will take away from it is the fact that you persuade every single day, whether that's your dog, Mm. your husband, um, someone at the checkout line, like you're constantly selling. And so it gives you that confidence that you don't have to be this, you know, button down, like collar with the tie type of salesperson to be good at sales. And so doing that really gave me the confidence to do my own thing and Mm. create my own business outside of network marketing. Mm, I love that. And I think I, the sales part has really been a journey for me because when I first started in entrepreneurship, I hated sales. And then like, I ended up like sales is like literally what I do like all the time. Like it's, it's kind of funny how like God can take a fear and like really make it into a, like a strength, honestly. Like I was like so fearful of it. And now I look back and I'm like, why was I so scared? I think I honestly unraveled. It was more of like fear of rejection, which is like a whole nother podcast. But (laughs) I think there's a lot of usually like if you're someone who's afraid of that, or even like afraid of like taking the steps into like entrepreneurship, it's almost always like usually like there's always a fear there but you almost have to like unravel the fear in order to like see that like God wants you to take a step of faith because I really feel like it's a calling like entrepreneurship really is a calling like people 
anyone can do it, but I feel like in order to like really go all in in it, you have to be called to it. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, it's so wild. Like you bringing up the fear of rejection, because that is one thing that completely set my soul free from mm. that fear is that like doubts and fears from someone who is a prospect of yours is actually yeah. a buying signal. So whenever people have fears and doubts and they have questions for you, instead of feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing a good job selling, that mm. should be like this trigger in your mind. Like, wow, that's a buying signal from this prospect, mm. which means I need to guide them a little bit more to make yeah. a decision that's best for them. Mm. Because you're so right. Like you have to go into sales with a humble heart and knowing that like you're trying to sell them on something that's going to be good for them and not yeah. necessarily good for you. Right. So it'll mm-hmm. benefit both of you if you do it effectively. Yeah. That's so good. I love that. Yeah. Now, before we, I know we're going to like, me and you're going to be on a call for three hours. And be like, okay, well we actually <laughs> have stuff to do now. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, so I wanted to ask you the question that I ask every single person that's on the podcast. And that is, what is a topic or subject you think isn't talked about enough? So this can be a topic that you're passionate about or something you just really love to talk about or something you wish someone told you or taught you earlier in life. Hmm. So I've thought about this quite a bit, but I believe that a lot of like society's standards and like even just with careers is so just black and white, like Mm. go to college, go get your master's degree, go do this nine to five job. And I just believe that, you know, you need to live unapologetically yourself. Like Mm. whenever I made these jumps in my career, there were people that I was close with that had doubts, like what are you doing? Why are you leaving teaching? Like, why are you leaving network marketing? And whenever you, whenever you know, without a shadow of a doubt, like you need to make a next step, then you need to take that step and take it with full faith, knowing that like, yes, it is nerve wracking. It is scary. But if the Lord is like guiding you to that next step, then that's where you need to be. So just with like society, I do feel like there's a ton of change that's going to happen in the next 10 years. Mm -hmm. But even just picturing myself as a mother in the future, like two, three years from now, like I want to show my kids that there is someone who makes the door handles that we use on our doors. Like there is someone who makes the Berkey filter that I use, you know, I want them to know that like, you don't have to do teaching police officer, firefighter, banker. You don't have to like Mm -hmm. fit yourself into this mold. Of course, if you want to do it, do it and do it with joy. But there are so many different ways that you can make a living and use your talents and strengths to find like your purpose and to really help people in their life, whether that's being a gardener, whether that's selling flowers, like there's so many different ways that you can make an income and feel really passionate about that. Mm. I love that you brought that up because I think that is, I totally agree that all of 
everything around that is going to shift so much in the next 10 years. And I will even go to say that, like, I honestly feel like there's such like a Holy Spirit, like in like God's involvement in that, because I think it's really cool that he's starting to like almost unravel, like society says this, but like God is, has shaped you like specific, specifically to do this one thing that no one could train or teach you for. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that just opens up an entire like huge possibility for yeah. you to be a, maybe a person that does something that no one's ever done before. Um, And I think it's so cool because like, even like myself, like I remember going to college, like I'm going to do this job and I'm going to, I literally have like a bachelor's degree in computer information systems, which has benefited me um, obviously in like what I'm doing now and went and got my MBA. Like, obviously that was such a great thing for me to do in that season of my life. But I think it's so like, so important to know and not limit yourself to what other people, like what you mentioned, like say that you should do or like, okay, well you have only these 15 options, pick one. It's like, sometimes it's going to be a mix of like, I do like a lot of mix of marketing and technology and like all this other stuff that I didn't learn in college or in education. And like, probably you can speak on that the same yeah. But I would say like, what would be like your piece of advice to someone who maybe is maybe even in college or maybe like they're a young adult and they're really struggling with this and like going, okay, well, I just like went and got my degree. I mean, maybe even how like have all these student loans and like, I'm stressed out, but I don't feel mm-hmm. like aligned with like this career path. Like what would be like your piece of wisdom for them, for someone who's struggling in that? Yeah. I mean, I'm almost 30, so... Which, I, you don't... You literally, when you told me, like, when I heard, like, we were going through ages on our call the other day, because, <laughs> long story short, me and Abby work for the same client, and I literally learned I was the youngest, and I'm like, okay, well, this isn't fair, because all of you look like, one, you're my age, so I'm like, am I, like, older in my age? Like, you know, <laughs> but y'all literally, if you would have been like, I'm 22, I'd be like... Well, you're so mature for a 22 year old, but like you look so young, like y'all yeah. all look so young, which Thank is a you. good thing. I think. Yes, <laughs> yes. And it's, it's so wild because I will say like you asking me this question, my brother right now is in this season mm. where he's about to graduate from college. And like, he's in that like five months prior to graduating where things are getting real. (laughs) And I'm like, you know what? I totally remember feeling this way, but there's so much life that you live in your twenties. Like I have made three, no, I've made two career changes in my twenties. Yeah. And I totally am like, what's going to happen? I don't even know what's going to happen five years from now. So just being like less so less strict on yourself and Mm. having open hands and being okay with change. Like you can do a job right out of college and it might not be the job that you're going to do for 30 years, but it's a place to start. It it gives you that security and you don't have to put yourself in even more debt to chase a dream right now. Like you don't have to be super scrappy to where you're not 
doing it safely. And I will say that I take educated risks for Mm -hmm. myself in my career, but it's not to where I am scared that like this next step won't be successful and I don't have anything to lean back on. Right. So Mm -hmm. that would be my biggest piece of advice is like, take it one year at a time. Your twenties are so formative. Like you're just being molded into this person. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even know that copywriting existed like four years ago. You know, I just thought that's what website designers did. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, there's so many things that, that you can do, but just take it one year at a time and don't stress yourself out. You have so much life to live. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Um, I remember being like, I graduated with my MBA in 2021 and I remember being in like a full blown panic because I went and got my degree in marketing and lo and behold, guess what position was not being hired anywhere because they just fired everyone in 2020. That was a marketing position, which I think was probably the downfall to a lot of companies because also guess what? We moved everything online. Like that's just like what it happened. like what happened. Um, And I love your piece of advice on that because I think so many people get to that position where they're about to graduate or maybe they're like looking for jobs and they're like scrounging around. They're panicking because maybe they have like a passion to go and like jump in and do that. Um, But I think like another like advice piece of advice that I was given is like do sometimes it's smart and wise to do the practical thing. Yes. And I feel like there's a really pretty balance there of like practicality and then also like taking a step of faith in like what God calls you to. Cause yeah. I've even done that in like the past year with working a full-time job. Um, but also working from home doing that and then being able to like build my business and like the flexibility that I have. Yeah. Um, even though it was really hard work, like I knew God was calling me to that. And there will be seasons, like if you want to pursue entrepreneurship, that there's going to be like, there might be a lot of work like that you have to do in order to like build that and grow that business while you're also practically working a full-time job. Um, But I think these, like the season that I was in in the past year also like grew me so much to know like one it's so possible to work for yourself and to like trust God to steward that and to be a good steward of like the gifts and the talents that he's given you yeah but to also not like push away the practicality of like having leveraging like what he's also given you as well if it's like a full-time job or something um yeah yeah there's no no shame in that and you'll if you scroll on TikTok and Instagram, you probably see it all the time where there's some, the energy behind some posts are like shaming people for that practical like nine to five. And I don't believe that to be true. Mm -hmm. I think there's power in everything that you decide to do. So um, just giving yourself like that peace of mind for yourself instead of looking into other things and looking at other people and seeing what they consider success. Like, yeah, you have to live your life. You have bills to pay. And like, how, how do you want to do that? Do you want to do that with less stress or do you want to like 
do it for a season, have mm. a nine to five and like figure things out along the way. Mm. Yeah, that's so good. And I'd love to ask you uh, a little bit about how did you kind of like fall into and in, into choosing copywriting as like that next step from network marketing? Like what kind of how did that like transition happen? Because I know like I kind of landed in social media marketing and management because like I love that. Like I love social media and I know that you're previously like, a teacher. So like, how did that like kind of come to fruition for you to go, okay, I think I want to take this direction instead. Yeah. So I, it's so funny and I laugh because in high school I was not the best writer like Mm. whenever we had essays I was just I don't know I didn't really understand how to like write a good essay even in college Mm -hmm. and so whenever I started learning about like email marketing I was like wow like these are like little letters and like journal entries to your community and I loved to journal I journaled from like high school all the way into college. And I still do today if I need, need to. Um, but I was in my network marketing, um, season and our team like hit one of the top like ranks in, in the company. And it was Mm. such a celebration, but there were people that were running for that same goal. And they were like, Abby, like, I see you sending out these emails and they're so good. How do I do that? And so Mm. I did like trainings on email marketing basics and, you know, I didn't have professional experience, but (laughs) I knew that what I was doing was working in some way. And so I was teaching them that. And then basically I just needed some extra support. So I spent like $700 for a coach to kind of helped me make the transition from network marketing into this new, this new season of copywriting. Yeah. And, um, it's so crazy looking back at it now because it was a $700 investment. And I believe I got to talk with her for like a week on Voxer. Yeah. And that alone has helped me like three X, wow. you know, my, my revenue. Yeah. And it was $700 and I was so nervous to spend that money. And it's just crazy looking back on that now, but, um, that's where it all started. And Mm -hmm. now I work with six and seven figure business owners who are course creators and service-based business owners. And I've really found like my niche, what I really like to work with. And I specialize in email marketing and sales, uh, for live launches Mm -hmm. and sales pages for these launches and these Mm -hmm. courses. So Mm -hmm. that's what I do now, which is crazy. That's so cool. Yeah. And I think going back to like investing in yourself, like I literally can track my success and my growth to the investment in a business coach, which is really funny that you mentioned that because I think sometimes, especially like when you're just dipping your toes into the entrepreneurship world, like any dollar amount can sometimes seem scary. You're like, oh gosh, I'm sending these people money. I hope it works. I hope I get like a return on investment. Yeah. And I literally invested in a business coach literally July of 2020. So it's like middle pandemic 
everything's crazy. Like nothing is certain at all. Yeah. Um, and I remember being so fearful and like literally like saving up like birthday money, like because I was in college still. So I'm like saving up like all these things and trying to like scrounge around to like pay this coach. And I literally now work, I've worked with her for three years now, which is mm. funny. And yeah. then I actually do and handle her social media and nice. we work together. And so like, that's been a really cool thing to see yeah. how she's like been such a, like, it's been such a pivotal thing in my business and in like my ability to one, really believe in myself and then also like grow my business and I don't know. I, I love that you mentioned that though. So yeah. What would you wild. say is like the importance of like investing in yourself? Like what would be your advice on that? And like, I know you mentioned like you three times your revenue stream, like that's awesome. But like, what would be like your piece of advice to someone who is like looking into investing in themselves? Yeah. I, you know, I'm not really one to like share my income because I yeah. feel like network marketing kind of ruined that for me a little yeah. bit. Um, <laughs> totally and so <laughs> anyways, I, uh, and I'll be, what I'm so proud of though, is like the amount that I have invested back yeah. into my business. And mm-hmm. I actually, totally agree. I thought that I knew how much I had invested in my business and my social media manager, she, um, always wants me to like have ideas. And so, I like literally tallied everything and within like three years, I've invested $30,000 into my training, into becoming a better copywriter and into uh, personal growth. And I am so proud of that because I'm like all of that whatever money it was, the $700, like Mm -hmm. all of it compiled together, but it has helped me get to this point. So yeah, like I said before, I've never, I'm, I take risks, but I'm never doing it in a place where I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't have the money for this and I don't have additional savings. Yep. So I've never been in debt before. Yep. In my business, I've always had cash flow, mm-hmm. but I've lived on like a penny. Like my dad yeah. always taught me, he's like, get a dollar and live off 10 cents. <laughs> like that's how yeah. you need to live. And I believe that kind of mindset has allowed me to invest that much in my business. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would say like, don't, don't put yourself in debt for yeah, like, for sure. <laughs> Or of something that you want to do, like, especially if you're in the beginning of your business and Mm -hmm. you think that you need to have a pretty website or pretty branding, do not, do not invest in that in the very first, in the beginning. Like you need to get clients first, then you need to learn how to sell good and Mm -hmm. then you can like start dabbling into these other things. So that's what I would say about investing and like investing in a smart way where you know that you will get a return on your investment, whether that be um, just your confidence or the trajectory of your family and in the next year. So there's a ton of ROIs per se with investing and it doesn't always have to be financial. Mm, That's so good. And I, I honestly, I've never done that, but I need to go back and like add up all yes. like, and like look back and like see how that's really 
benefited me because I know I've I've done like similarly where I've invested either in an online course or a coach or a program or something like that that I'm literally so thankful for. Um, yeah. But I've never went back and like tracked it. So I need to definitely do that. That's a good practice. Um, really just to, like look sure. at where you're putting your dollars and like where you're putting your investments and like what, like all the things that have really like you've harvested from like really investing in those things. So I love that you yeah. shared that because I think that's so important. And what I found to be really beneficial with online businesses is there's usually not a lot of overhead. Like, you know, like usually if so you're- true someone providing a service or you're someone that's creating a digital product online, the overhead is usually like, you can even, in my opinion, some positions, like you could literally start with $0 overhead. Yeah. Um, Or if not, like you're looking at like, you know, minimal overhead. Um, So I think yeah. really like what you mentioned about don't like... <laughs> Don't sometimes it's great to hit the ground running, but like be wise in like yes. what you're investing in and who you're investing in and who you're listening to, really. Because mm-hmm. if you are a faith based business owner and a believer, like that really is important too. Because if you're listening to like all of these voices and there's not a lot of like biblical backing on those. You can get really confused with like what what works and like what doesn't. And obviously, like there are practical things that like is gonna work for anyone and everyone. Yeah. But like I've even learned like it's so important to listen to like believers who really are like rooted in God's word and are for you and for your business. But also it's not like, oh, money's this idol and you like you need to hit all these like you have to be so successful to like be happy and like that's yeah. just like not um that's just not biblical. And I think like being able to be a, I love that. I'm, I feel like I've connected with so many amazing, like business faith based business owners. It's been so exciting to see like one, like how God's using their business, but like how God's shaping them too. So like, that's been really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But Abby, it has been so awesome having you on here today. Like, I feel like we've had like six different conversations in one conversation. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, we need to like pick one next time and like go deeper into that because I, I had yes. all these topic ideas as we were talking. Um, so definitely we'll have to plan on that. Um, it might yes. take us like three more months to like find a good date. Yes, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yes, but we will. Before we get off, can you tell us a little, like a little bit about where we can find you, where you're at, like what's your Instagram handle, all the things? Yes. So our brand is is getting a really exciting revamp this summer. So um, before all of that happens, you can see it happen in action, um, probably starting in April. But you can find yeah. me at Abby Manawes. And my last name is Ty. So M-A-N-A-W-E-S is how you spell it and how you say it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Abby Manawas on Instagram, that's where you'll find me. And even if you're not like wanting to hire a copywriter, I do a lot of education on my feed. And so just yeah. so that you can feel supported in whatever season you're in. Mm, yes. I'm happy you pronounced your last name because for some reason, my brain read it as Matthews and I know that's not it, but like, <laughs> that's what I've been like in my brain pronouncing it as. Yes. Um, I have a weird last name too. Mine, I guess my husband's last name is technically German and I'm pretty sure we don't even pronounce it right. Nice. So, uh, but yeah, it's a hard one and I totally relate to like 
hard to pronounce last names. I, yes. my, my maiden name was West. So like that's the easiest possible mm-hmm. last name you could have. And I'd try to convince Wyatt to take my last name. He wouldn't do it. So I was like, okay, cool, whatever. I'll take yours. Um, <laughs> but Abby, again, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's been such a joy having you on here. And I'm sure we'll be on some more calls, of course, in the next few months together. Yes. So I'm excited to see you on those. Me too. Um, um, but again, thank you so much for being on. Yes, thank you too, Tessa.